Hey, buddy. Hey, Robbie. Are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. We're live. I mean, we're not live, but All right. but the, the podcast is, uh, it, it it's cooking. It's off and running? Oh, we are, we, we are mouth running. Excellent. What's up with you? You got anything to report in? Um... Anything to report? Nothing. Nothing terribly exciting. Nothing. Nothing at all. No. I thought you were preparing for this week's episode. I'm. I'm. I'm always prepared. So. So. I don't need to prepare. I don't need preparing to be prepared. You're just ready to go. All right. Well, I need some topics. I. uh, I ran through all I got. It wasn't that great, to be honest. So now it's on you. What do you got for us? This is this is your big moment, Yassel. This is your. I, I'm kidding. I got I got plenty prepared. I got so much prepared. I don't even think we're gonna get through it in an hour. I think this might be our longest podcast to date. Are you ready for that? Always. Awesome. Okay. I want to talk about the Russians. You ready to talk about Russia? Go ahead. Okay. So out in the Russia Georgia Georgia border south, you know where Georgia is. Yeah, it's uh, north of uh, Florida. What's the? How do you pronounce this country? G e o r g i a, Georgia, Georgia. How do they call it? All right. There's an actual country named Georgia. I'll read you the headline. It's from the Independent. I should read the article number. It's um seven eight three five seven five six. For the record, someone tweeted in that they thought that was helpful, Yosef. They thanked me online. Oh, okay. They took their time and said, I can't find these articles unless you're putting out the uh, article numbers, so don't listen to Yosef, it's helpful. Okay, here we go. The article was, Russia quietly moves border hundreds of yards into occupied Georgia. So I think there's there's got to be a country there. Am I misunderstanding this? Misunderstanding what? The headline? That's a country, I guess. Georgia. Georgia's president... Georgie, uh, Mark Vila, I can't read this last name, but I don't think His anyone His name could. is Georgie R.R. R. Martin? No. I think that's someone else, Robbie. No, no, who said R.R. R. Martin? What the fuck are you talking about? His name is Georgie. Georgie who? Georgie Mark Vili. It's not supposed to be pronounced in English. You needed to speak whatever okay. the Georginians speak in order to pronounce that. You didn't you get your, pre- your press briefing before this episode? You're supposed to know how to read these words for me. Yeah, I'm your I'm your press secretary. <laughs> so Russia quietly moves the border hundreds of yards. So what they did was they got a border there. They got barbed wire fencing. So they just picked up the barbed wire fencing. They walked it over a couple of feet into Georgia and just put it back down. <laughs> Which is just such a hilarious way to quietly take over the world. It's like it's like the classic like, ma- Yeah, go for it. It's like uh <laughs> it's like you know like those signs where it says like what when you're crossing a state line like it says welcome to new york welcome to connecticut whatever it is it's like just taking down that sign like moving it elsewhere yeah like deciding that it's <laughs> that, so no, funny not here i'm not here I, have, have, you, you start you know five miles from here <laughs> I was seeing it as like, uh, you know, like you're, you just keep moving your wooden fence in next to your neighbor. At some point he goes to complain and you're like, 
the fence. I haven't moved the fence. It's been there the whole time. And he's like, dude, it's running through my kitchen. <laughs> God bless Putin. I don't know if they really did that. I, I didn't quite catch all the details. But if that's his strategy for world domination is just slowly moving his border fences, I approve of it 100%. So, yeah, it's, like it's, it's a slow process, but it, it's, it's uh, tactical and it works. Also, if you look at it this way, what other country is increasing its border size? You know what I mean? Like from Not a, a whole for, lot of them. Right. So from, from a percentage basis of being a country taking over more of another country, he's done more of that than anyone. So God bless yeah. him. It might be just in increments, but he's doing it. No one else is doing it. Um, okay. Yeah. So, here, <laughs> so Trump, he was hanging out with Putin this week, um, and I read this headline. Trump says, discussed forming cybersecurity unit with Putin, which is great. It means we don't have to feel these people stealing from us anymore. We'll just give them the information. Like, yeah. <laughs> if they need we'll to... Cut out the middleman. Cut, cut out the middleman. Trump's, Trump's got it under control. He's like, well, we don't have to fear these people anymore. We'll just work with them. So then, in terms of addressing whether or not um, Putin had interfered in our election, had hacked anything, given over information... So Trump had this to say. He said, I'm positive they didn't. Why? I str- this is a direct quote. I strongly pressed Putin twice about Russia meddling in our election, and he vehemently denied it. You hear that? Trump asked him twice. That's the perfect Trump system. <laughs> he, he, passed, he, he passed the Trump test of being asked twice. Which... Not even... It's not even like he said, oh, I asked him this time. And then I, you know, grilled him about with with certain information, you know, that made it suspect a second time. No, I just asked him flat out the same question twice. Like, as if he's like Putin's father. Like, hey, were you smoking? He's like, no. It's like, huh? Were you smoking? Not, no, I, I was not. And it's like, all right, that works for me. Like. Right. And by the way, to me, that's bullshit because I saw Austin Powers. You got to ask someone three times if you're going to get the right answer. No one folds after two. And I want to play that clip. Who sent you? You have to kill me. Who sent you? Kiss my ass, Powers. Who sent you? Dr. Evil. That was easy. That was easy. (laughs) Why did you tell us? I can't stand to be asked the same question three times. It just irritates me. Where is Dr. Evil hiding? Why would he tell me? I'm just one of his low-level functionaries. Where is Dr. Evil hiding? You'll have to torture me. I'll never tell you. Where's Dr. Evil hiding? Damn! Three times. He's hiding in the secret volcano layer. You see, we got to send Trump back there and ask him a third time. This is not conclusive in any way. That's that's Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, that was Will Ferrell. Yeah. (laughs) I've been badly burned. (laughs) That movie's a classic. I haven't watched it for a long time. All right. Yeah, that holds up. Um, yeah. I, I, I remember going, like, do you remember, I mean, I guess I was a kid when that first one came out, but up in, that was like the most quoted movie of anything I've come across, maybe uh, until oh, Anchorman. Sure. And it was like the only thing people were quoting before, like, you know, like, quoting movies became a thing. Right, like who didn't who didn't spend that entire summer doing like a Doctor Evil impression? Yeah, or the Yeah Babies. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. Okay, you know what? I don't want to revisit the movie. <laughs> okay, 
next topic. Um, I once had, I, I've talked about hanging out at the old LOL. I used to perform there every, uh, every Saturday night. It was a good old time. And uh, sometimes, sometimes when I was there doing shows late at night, you'd meet some, uh, some ladies and you'd go out for a beverage after the show. Usually you'd end up striking out, but you know, you may put in the old college try. So there was a bar I liked a lot in Times Square. It was called uh, Jimmy's Corner. It's still there. And what's great about Jimmy's Corner is, um, I mean, I think they just water down their drinks, but they have not raised drink prices since like the 70s. So you can still, like beers are, I think like three or four bucks. Um, you can get like shots for like two or three. It's just like a place you can afford to drink. It's fun. Like you could sit, I mean, at the time I had no money. So you could sit down with like two or three people entertained, be like, hey, I'll take a round of shots. And you'd actually be able to afford it, which made it a fun bar to hang out in. Make sense? It was yeah, great. For sure. That that was my spot. I went there all the time. And what was great is those bartenders thought I was killing it because I was always there with different people and it never went anywhere. But to those bartenders, it seemed like I was a cool person. So I liked going there. Anyways, so one time I'm uh, I'm heading out from, from LOL and uh, another comic who works at LOL goes, hey man, where, where, where are you going? So I go, oh, we're going to go to Jimmy's. He goes, that place is a dump. I was like, no, no, I like it. Don't, don't, how dare you say that about the one place I can drink at? And he goes, no, no, you got to go to this spot. And I was like, I, I can't afford drinking at that spot. He goes, no, 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 I got you. I'm like, what do you mean you got me? I was like, he goes, no, no, the, that bartender's my boy. You tell him that I sent you and you'll be all set. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm telling you, just go. Th- I got you, Rob. I got you. You go there, have drinks, drop my name. You're good. So I go. Okay. So I'm like, it all right. Like it's going to have a, it's, it's going to have an awful result. So I'm like, okay. I was like, this guy sounds very insistent. So I, I go to this bar, sit down. I was like, uh, hey, bartender guy, this guy sent me. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. How's he been? I haven't seen him for a little while. I was like, oh, he's great. He says, hello. Cool, cool, cool. What can I get for you guys? So I'm like, well, I'll have a beer. They'll have a beer. This lady will have a beer. Anyways, an hour later, we did some drinking. I go to settle up with the bartender. Bartender goes, that will be, you know, $145. I'm like, $145? I, I told you, uh, um, you know, Cisco sent me. He goes, yeah, Cisco's a great guy. Anyways, it's going to be $145. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, I accidentally said the, the guy's name. I like the guy. But <laughs> that was the, the, the classic, I got you. Like, you know, so what that segues us into is I believe that that's essentially what's been going on with um, pensions in the U.S. Uh, There's crazy amount of debt, $7 trillion of basically pension liabilities outstanding for the states. That's a pretty crazy number, right? What's that number? $7 trillion. $7 trillion is the outstanding number number of pension liabilities. So just last year in New Jersey, they tried to make a constitutional amendment for Jersey that um, it was the public employee unions wanted to get it passed, and it would have mandated that the state had to make the full actuarially required contribution by 2022. So in other words, like if they have an amount of money that they need to put aside for pensions, they wanted to make a law that they have to actually put that money aside. They can't just uh, not make those payments. And they didn't want, they just wanted to them to start doing that in 2022. They didn't even need them to start doing it immediately. And do you think that this law passed? Yussel, did I lose you? I think so. What was that? I said, do you think that law passed to out. make sure that Jersey was actually going to put the money that it promised? No, it for sure did not pass. Of course. One thing that 
That's the one thing that the Republicans and Democrats could agree upon, not paying their shit. <laughs> that is true. That is the one place where they get it. But that, this to me is the equivalent of the politicians just standing there going, hey man, I got you. It's like a pension liability is essentially the politician. It's essentially the politician going, listen, I deserve you. I, I agree. You guys deserve higher wages, but I can't possibly give you this money today. Who the hell has that amount of money? But like in the future, don't worry about it. They, they, they got you. It's all good. <laughs> and then they have to actually, you know, set aside the money. It's like, well, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, put aside that money. How, how could we possibly put aside that money? Are you insane? So now here's more lunacy that goes on with pensions. So the next thing they do with the money that they do put aside is they assume that 7 to 8% will be the growth. Like, in other words, they have some money that they put aside, and then they assume that the interest being made on that is 7 to 8% a year. Now, does that make any sense to you that you would assume growth that doesn't exist um it's it's not like 15 percent growth but it's you know in this environment it's seven to eight that's pretty, seven pretty to eight, solid growth i mean that seven it's consistent eight percent is nearing what madoff was claiming to make in his ponzi scheme he was like a solid 10 percent and that was good no, that he was, was claiming he was claiming 15 to 20 no, I thought Madoff, okay. that was why people liked Madoff, was he was like, he was the steady shooter at 10. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm not any we'll, Madoff we'll expert. People will fact check it. Oh, yeah. If they're, uh, they're all over us. You, if they're demanding the article number. <laughs> they're all over us at the run your mouth. Um. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. I think it's odd that states invest in the stock market at all. It almost, in some ways, strikes me as a conflict of interest in that, in a way, it's like the, the states can lobby the Fed for bailouts for the market. In other words, like it's almost odd that states are invested in the welfare of the stock market. If the, if the stock market crashes, the states are fucked, which almost like creates... like Not that the entire economy isn't somewhat invested in the success of the stock market, but the fact that the the government is directly invested in the success of the stock market kind of strikes well, me as like a conflict of interest in a way. It's not like they're they're all in on just the stock market. I'm sure they're pretty diversified. These. Oh, that's probably fair. These, uh, all right, that's fair. You're probably right on that. When they assume the seventy eight percent, it might even just be on. But if it's just and they on, probably if it, have certain rules that they have to be, you know, at least like I, I don't know what the exact. Um, percentages, but like fifty percent in you know, like money market or or like something pretty safe. Like right. It's not, I'm sure that they're invested somewhat in it, but especially those pension funds, there they they have to keep it a a little a little safe. Look at you! You're pulling your way with the finance knowledge. Um, interesting. I but know. now let me ask you this though: if they're assuming seventy eight percent, how can you possibly I mean, I, I, it's all fictional accounting, but how can you possibly make a claim of seven to eight percent if you've bought a bond that pays out four percent? Like, I would, I, I would think at least if it's invested in the market, you could assume that you're going to have gains of seven to eight. Whereas if you're holding bonds, like, there's no way to even like pretend like that could happen. It's, it's, again, like it's not if you're shooting for seven to eight or saying that that's it's, that's what the 
the target is or what they're supposed to live up to. If if you're in, you know, like a, a quarter of the fund is in three to four percent bonds, and um, you know, the other another, you know, like as long as it's spread out, like you could say that, like, oh, that ten percent that's in real estate um, funds will, you know generate 25% growth and kind of, you know, net it out to that 7 to 8 target. You know what I'm saying? I kind of spaced out, to be honest. <laughs> what? I kind of spaced out, to be honest. I don't even know what it... All right. So now, now you know what I feel like sometimes. Yeah, 100%. I, I give you a full minute to talk, <laughs> and I just totally didn't listen even a little bit. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> If you even know, like, the whirlwind of thoughts that just went, like, I totally started thinking about work and then just went balls deep into, like, my brain about some fucking emails that I haven't responded to today. And wow, then that's, that's so nice of you. And then you stopped talking, and I was like, oh, right, I'm in the middle of doing a podcast. <laughs> All right, what were we talking about? No, I don't fucking know. We're talking about... Show. We're talking about debt. So let's, um... Uh, okay, so you were saying that the seven to eight percent might actually some of it's got to be invested yeah, in bonds. Yeah, blended. Because, yeah, there you go. Okay, you got, you got pieces of it. So across the country, so it's seven trillion is the outstanding liability. I think current debt is one point three trillion dollars. So I found a um, Washington Times article. I, I, I've never really read the Washington Times. Is that a newspaper you've ever read? Like, I don't even really know what their political bias is. Do you? Is that, is that Washington Post's rival? Um, I mean, you would think if there's two papers... I know the Washington Examiner is kind of super conservative, and they try and, you know, rival um, the Washington Post from a conservative standpoint, but I, I don't know much about the Washington Times. I know zero. Okay. Well, sometimes you find an article that perfectly writes out what you want an article to write out, so you just assume that it's a good news source. You know what I mean? And so... <laughs> oh, you kind of, like, give it, like, uh, you're like, oh, a lot of credential. Yeah, you're like, or, clearly, this is exactly what I was thinking, so it must be 100% accurate. So, in 